Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch Podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show recapping the weekend of December 9th through the 11th, 2022. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, I'm recording this episode Thursday night, uh, the 15th. Um, and apologies for the late, but I, there's a pretty good reason for how hectic this week has been. Uh, my wife and I actually got tested pos- tested positive for COVID uh, her earlier this week after her holiday party uh, last week and me uh, this past uh, m- this past Wednesday. So, yeah, it's been uh, not fun. Um, thankfully, our symptoms aren't too severe. Uh, we're just isolating at the moment, um, feeling definitely uh, li- a little bit more fatigued, a little bit sore throat, uh, which is why I wasn't able to record this until then. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, that is, I, I, there's not too much box office news to go off of. There's a couple things I wanted to cover, which is why I wanted to get this episode out. Um, but yeah, there were also a bunch of, you know, Globe, Golden Globe nominations, Critic Choice Award nominations this week. Um, but that's better for my uh, Oscars Death Race podcast. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the box office here and then just kind of hop in and uh, get this episode out before uh, the big news for this coming weekend. So everything in the last week's weekend's top five is basically the same, holding on to the exact same spot. So thankfully, not too much to discuss there. Uh, Black Panther, Man Through Wakanda, uh, Forever is in the fifth weekend, dropped 37% to 11.1 million, 3,725 theaters, 2,980 per theater average, and a 409.8 million domestic total. Overseas, it's made 358 million to come to 767.8 million or so worldwide. Probably the last hurrah of the film before Avatar 2 comes out next week, but to its credit, it's hit five weeks in a row at number one, which is the first film to do so since Tenet back in 2020. Uh, even No Way Home only had five, uh, four weeks in a row before Scream took over. I believe at some point in the middle of this week, of, of this week it overtook some other films, but I'll, I'll cover those next week. Second place, we had last week's new opener, uh, Violent Night, dropping a respectable 35% in its second weekend, 8.7 million in 3,723 theaters for a 2,337 per theater average, and a 26.7 million domestic total. Overseas, it's made 15 million or so, up to 41.7 million, which is already twice its 20 million production budget, so pretty much break even this week. Um, expect this to hold relatively well against Avatar 2, given uh, the different tone and topic. So, um, anyway, in third place, Strange World continues to falter with a 29% drop in its third weekend, 3.6 million in 3,560 theaters for a uh, 1,011 per theater average and a 30.4 million domestic total. Overseas, it's a 23 million, so 53.4 million worldwide, against its uh, four times as large as 200 million production budget. Uh, and when it comes to Disney Plus on December 23rd, uh, when Puss and Boots comes out, uh, its legs are definitely going to be cut off. Uh, fourth place went to culinary thriller The Menu, making 2.7 million this weekend, a slowly 22% drop in 2,710 theaters for 996 per theater average. Sits at 29 million as of its fourth weekend domestically, uh, with 28.7 million overseas. It's at 57.7 million worldwide against a 30 million production budget. So, like Violent Night, just about to hit break even. And the fifth place went to the Korean War air film Devotion from Sony, making two million in a twenty-six percent drop in three thousand four hundred fifty-eight theaters, making a per theater average of five hundred eighty-seven and a seventeen million domestic total against its ninety million production budget. That's definitely an L. Uh, outside the top five, Black Adam dropped fifteen percent in its eighth weekend, coming to a uh, one sixty-six million domestic, three eighty-eight million worldwide total. That'll be on HBO Max, uh, I believe, actually, as this episode comes out uh, at the end of this week. Now, Fablements expanded to nine seventy-three theaters in weekend five, though that lost seven percent week over week, uh, with a twelve thirteen per theater average and a seven point three million domestic total. That, alongside other Oscar contenders, uh, Benches of Inner and Bones and all, all came to digital uh, earlier this week. Uh, Fathom Events had a Met Offer the Hours event that made seven hundred. 
991,826 theaters, 958.3 average, which is good for uh for eighth place. And then rounding up the top 10, spoiler alert, expanded to 783 theaters, gaining 777, uh, but only made 70, 700,000 for an 894 per theater average, which is pretty bad. Uh, the real headliner this weekend, though, was the limited release of uh, The Whale, Brendan Fraser's best actor vehicle from A24, uh, debuting in six theaters, three in New York, three in LA, for an estimated 360,000 total for 60,000 per theater average. For those keeping track at home, that is actually the highest per theater average of the year. Everything Everywhere All at Once debuted at 50,000 per theater average in its opening weekend. This is somewhat surprising because Brendan Fraser's performance has been universally praised, but the film overall is somewhat divisive, only 61% of Metacritic, 67% Critics on Rotten Tomatoes, but audience seemed to like it, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, and clearly they reacted with those per theater average numbers. Now the reason this is important is because uh, the whale is putting uh, is for the, is that uh, on on the awards uh, see, putting on my awards season hat. Um, it's kind of been faltering at the awards circuit so far. Colin Farrell has been taking a lot of the best actor wins at critic circles, and in many cases the whale has been completely excluded from the top films of the year uh, lists. However, looking at the best picture nominees since two thousand nine, when they expanded the number beyond just five in the twelve, technically thirteen, but I'm not counting twenty twenty uh, in the twelve years that uh, the the films that had the highest Opening week, the opening weekend as the highest per theater average of the year, ended up being the best picture nominee: uh, Liquor's Pizza, Parasite, The Favorite, Call Me by Your Name, La La Land, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Midnight in Paris, and The King's Speech. It's a big reason why everything, ever all at once, has been able to stay in the conversation all year long, despite opening back in March, well outside award season. Uh, for those years when the highest per theater average film did not get the best picture nomination, they still got another Oscar nomination. Steve Jobs for various acting nominations, uh, Frozen for animated, The Master for various acting nominations, and Princess and the Frog also for animation, plus Emma in 2020 for costume. Um, this reinvigorates A24's campaign for The Whale going into award season. I'd set to stay limited this coming weekend, uh, and uh, even going against Avatar, that demo is pretty risky, uh, but it's still set to expand to maybe 100, to 100 theaters uh, on the 21st. Uh, the other limited release was another Oscar hopeful Empire of Light um, from Sam Mendes starring Olivia Coleman um, as, you know with Roger Deakins as cinematographer Reznor and Ross as a uh, scoring team um, uh, and but it seems that Searchlight seems to have uh, favored Searchlight basically dumping this uh, in 110 theaters not even a f- truly platform release uh, for 160,000 total for a 1455 per theater average which is pretty embarrassing and he hopes this one had of getting an Oscar nomination uh, in the above the line categories just uh, barring uh, Olivia Coleman because the Academy seems to love her a lot, um, is pretty much uh, gone at this point. For other limited fields, documentary All, All the Beauty and Bloodshed from Neon expanded to 35 theaters, 1300 per theater average. Uh, Polish donkey film EO from Janus Films expanded to 14 theaters for a 2570 per theater average. Well Go USA had the Hong Kong double homicide courtroom thriller uh, The Sparring Partner opened in 13 theaters for a 4367 per theater average. Uh, with no major wide releases, this week the box office total dropped to only $36 million domestic for the second weakest of the entire year, uh, only beat by the weekend of January 28th to 30th. It is the first weekend since, since September 9th to 11th to drop below $50 million. That said, this is more or less a lull before the storm, before Avatar Way of Water launches actually this night as I'm recording it. Um, no one wants the second weekend to be cut off by, by that. 
Uh, speaking of, Box Office Post currently has a forecast to make 167 to 192 million domestic, though I have seen numbers that pre-sales uh, are probably a little bit lower than that, probably aiming more for 150 to 170 million. At bare minimum, if it comes in on the low end uh, of the 167 number, you know, it's already going to be the third highest opening film uh, domestically. The question is if it will be able to beat Black Panther at 181 million or Doctor Strange at 187 million uh, for the for the year's number one. Probably not, uh, but we can see. Um, it is set for a 4,000 100 location release probably a little bit higher. Uh, speaking of Avatar, looking overseas, the big story over there is the pre-sale numbers for Avatar, particularly in China. If you remember last week, the news was that they were planning on reopening theaters in anticipation of Avatar coming out. Pre-sales-wise, it's already sold over 14.3 million U.S. as of earlier this week when I originally wrote this script. 100 million dollars, 100 million yuan is the fastest film to ever do so, though some sources say Endgame was a little bit faster. Uh, with the variable pricing, the ticket prices have jumped from a U.S. equivalent of about $11 to $30, and it's predicted to make over 200 million U.S. this weekend. And so 20 million US by the end of its entire run. Now, part of this is that theaters in China are reopening. Last week they were at 40%, now we're up to 68%, and I think by the end of this week uh, it's even higher, um, or about 8,000 theaters. It's also doing excellent numbers in India, so a global opening weekend of a 500 million, even 600 million is in the cards. Um, 500 million would be the 75th highest opening, but between, uh, seventh, sorry, seventh highest opening uh, between Jurassic World at 525 million and Deathly Hallows Part 2 at 483 million. Now, some folks, you know, again, on the box office server, are saying 600 million, which is about on par with No Way Home as the third highest global opening of all time. Helping in that, the fact is that on China, the original, original Avatar is released earlier this week in about 80 theaters. Um, otherwise, there are no real changes in the Chinese box office. One Piece Red is still on top, followed by Detective Conan. Uh, meanwhile, also overseas, Puss in Boots uh, made its overseas debut, making 8.9 million in 24 markets, about the same as Sig 2, just pretty, pretty successful, all things considered. Um, no new markets next week because Avatar, but still a promising start. Uh, finally, you know, again, COVID, I don't really want to talk too much more, um, but just a couple of headlines uh, th before the holidays kick in. Uh, Demon Slayer is coming back to theaters, kind of. Uh, they're having a theatrical world tour event in 2023. It's going to have a feature-length cut of episodes 10 and 11 of the most recent season of the television anime, plus an extended episode 1 of the upcoming season combined together. Uh, the first event will be February 18th in, the, in LA, uh, followed by US and Canadian events on March 3rd, and then other events uh, worldwide in Tokyo, Paris, Berlin, Mexico City, Seoul, and Taipei. Pay. Also in Japan, uh, RR has now become the highest-grossing Indian film all time over there. Uh, Sony has that Whitney Houston biopic "I Want to Dance with Somebody" coming out the week after Avatar. Uh, decided to rename it Whitney Houston: colon, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Uh, we also had the Transformers Rise of the Beast movie trailer la uh, last week um, hit 494 million global views in its first weekend week, uh, 238 million in the first day. Um, the one-day numbers are the highest for any Paramount film and the fourth highest ever in the history behind the two Endgame trailers and the first No Way Home trailer. Not exactly correlated to box office performance, but still a good sign. Uh, there was also a bunch of news, you know, earlier this week about, you know, the sake, the sake of at DC. James Gunn said some of it was true, some of it not true. Um, as of today, actually, when I'm recording this, uh, they announced that Henry Cavill, after coming back in the Black Adam for a cameo, will not be coming up as coming back as Superman, uh, based based on the script that James Gunn is writing. So yeah, definitely an interesting, uh, unfortunate situation for him. 
uh, Jackie Chan confirmed that he's working on a new Rush Hour 4 movie. Even though Rush Hour 3 was questionable quality, the first two are classics, and I'm interested to see what comes out. And then uh, late, and then uh, as when I was writing this, it was breaking news, but now a couple days old. Uh, apparently, Hayao Miyazaki's next film, How Do You Live, is set to debut next year in Japan, releasing in June, adding to the many, many cl- uh, amazing animated films we're looking forward to the next year. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, um, Mario movie, the Mario movie, um, the, the new um, Disney movie, the Disney 100th anniversary movie with Chicken Run 2. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. Anyway, I can feel my throat getting itchy, so that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, next week will be the last episode of the year. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about uh, Avatar and then looking back at how I did it predicting uh, $100 million films for the year. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to keep this sign in sword you can find me email box office watch podcast gmail.com twitter be a watch podcast find us on spotify agents google google play uh subscribe leave reviews share it with a friend uh intro uh numbers from the dnumbers.com international music from kevin macleod incompetent of io editing production by ninja board media uh until next week this has been the box office watch podcast and remember our watch goes on and wash your hands kids Bye.